Hello, I'm Alice Arnold. Welcome to the Magic Musicals and Theatre podcast. This week, my guest is Anita Dobson. She is about to go into the musical Annie, playing Miss Hannigan, and she'll be talking all about that and also how she feels about the Oscar nominations for the film Bohemian Rhapsody, all about Queen, which, of course, her husband Brian May was in. First thing I will do is um, offer you a little cake. Look at that. Well, you munch through that. Mm. Well, actually, I'll, I'll You've wait. Got till me it... interested. Good. Oh, <laughs> That's the... you see, this is um, um, just in case, in case you weren't aware, dear listeners. Um, I'm, I'm sitting with Anita Dobson, who's I've got her interested with cake, which was my first thing because when people are, you know, constantly promoting a show that they're about to do or whatever, I'm sure it can get really boring. And we don't like to ask the same questions again and again and again. So I'll try and ask you some different... I'm going to start with a little quiz for you, Anita. Oh, no, I'm terrible at quizzes. Well, it's very personal to you, this quiz. This might work, it might not. I'm going to sing a song. <clears throat> See if you remember this song and where it's from. There is love and there is love. Our love is the kind that goes on forever, hundreds of years. Bye, Maybe G. even more if we're both box clever, you can love. I was singing that to you because I think I'm probably one of the few people in the world who knows it. Aww. But, um, Budgie, yes. I remember it. I can't it was remember a lovely when that show was. I do. saw it, it when was, it came oh God, out. It was, it was just after I did East, I came out of EastEnders. Right. So it's a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think I must Without have seen faith. it in. We did it in the West End. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember that song, and I always loved that song. I still sing it to myself now. It's sweet, and I it's can hear really Adam sweet. singing it. Yeah, yeah bless yeah. him. It was really mm. sweet. Anyway, um, you're not here to talk about Budgie. We're here to talk about Annie, because you're off to play Miss Hannigan yeah. in, in Annie. Um, but before we talk about Annie, you trained at the Webber Douglas. Didn't I you? did, yes, yeah. many years and, ago. Yeah, uh, my mother trained at the Webber Douglas, wow. but a long time before you. But she um, she was Joss Ackland's era and all of that. It was a long, long time ago. And when she was there, it was sort of like a finishing school because also it was during the war and there weren't any men. Well, they, if there were men, they How had two sweet. left feet. Things a, a basic school. Well, she said that's what it was like. But I suppose it wasn't like that when you were no, there. Didn't no, didn't finish me off. It no. didn't, didn't it not finish <laughs> you off. <laughs> but do you think training has... How, how do you think it's changed when you work with young actors now? Well, I think you have to make a choice. I mean, it's not necessary to train to go into show business. It's advisable. But sometimes it's a necessary thing to do. For me, coming from the East End, I had a voice that would cut cheese because it was so <laughs> sharp and so sort of cockney, you know. So I needed to go somewhere to just kind of find my sea legs, if you like. And... um I lived in Stepney, but the drama school was in kind of South Kensington. So you couldn't have got more different if you mm. tried. So I'd go up to South Kensington and I'd talk terribly nicely, eventually after about a year. And, and then I'd go home and talk like that. So it was quite nice to have sort of two parts of me, both of them being fed. And I had a brilliant voice teacher called Miss Moriarty. And she used to say to me, darling, you can't walk around with that voice. It's dreadful. She said, but don't lose your roots. That's what will stand you in good stead for casting. But we need to drop that voice, sweetheart. So for a year, I walked around saying, hello, darling, <laughs> how are you? My mum would say, what are you talking like that for? But it was a really useful tool. It, it kind of taught me that I can have my real voice, which is native to me, and also have a voice where you can talk like you do on radio so people can understand what you're talking about. Mm. 
That's interesting because I think 20 years before that, they would have said, lose your roots. I yes, don't they think they would have said keep Rado, your roots. Rado, the Rado exactly, voice. Yes, yeah. they would have said we don't want any of that. Mm-hmm. You, everyone's got to come out speaking exactly the same and it's going to be And then it went full circle and everybody no. had to speak with a kind of uh, dialect, if mm-hmm. you like. Yeah. yeah. Strange, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now, you've been treading the boards for... Mm, a long time. A long yeah. time. Should we just say... A well, l- I can't think. Let me see. Um, what was I? I started... My first job when I left drama school was about 23. So that's about... 43 years or something, 46 years. 46 years, it's, yeah. That's, that's... Coming up for 50 years, it's a long yeah. time. But the big break, I mean, we have to talk about it, guess, was, was Angie Watts mm-hmm. in, in, yeah. the, in EastEnders and opposite um, Leslie Grantham's Dirty Den. Now, in those days, there were only, were there three or four? There were four, probably Channel 4 had started by then. Mm-hmm. I think so, yes. So four television channels. But we didn't have anything like the options that, that we have now. So the peak viewing figures was over 30 million for EastEnders. So that must, your recognition just went skyrocketing rocketing through, through yeah. the roof. How did you deal with that sort of sudden, everybody knew who you were? Well, it was a bit like um, before that, before I got, I mean, EastEnders was my break, if you mm. like. Um, and before that, I was just a jobbing actress. So I went from naught to 100 overnight. From being somebody who's just earning a living, barely actually, before I was you know, just about you know, paying my rent and whatever. Um, and then to the person who's on the front page of the newspaper nearly every other day. It was extraordinary. Um, there is no uh, formula for dealing with things because everybody's life is different and things that happen to people are different. So you have to do the best you can. So that's what I did. I just went, got through it the best I could. But my mother always said to me, she said that it had given her um, something that she'd always wanted to do, something she'd always dreamed of doing. She said, when the press come round, she said, I stuck my foot in the door and I just said, no comment, no comment. <laughs> and that made her very happy. <laughs> So it did had its good side, you Because <laughs> some people, I think, enjoy it and kind of relish that and some people really don't like it. Where would you put yourself on that scale, do you think? Well, I think you have to own your life. And, and if you go through life kind of hating things, then you shouldn't be doing them. Um, and so for me, it was a shock. Of course it was a shock to my system, you know, getting followed home, having people singing outside your front door, you know, being followed home by the press, people photographing you everywhere you went. I couldn't go into a pub at all for years. Um, but it was exciting. And it was my life and it was a wonderful journey. So, yeah, I'm glad it happened. It made me who I am now and I quite like who I am now. So, yeah, I look back on it and think, that was me. That's extraordinary. A kid from yeah. Stepney. Did that journey, and and I'm here now. And it was so huge. I mean, just remembering that time, it was as I say, there were fewer channels to you know. Yes. No, I don't think anyone achieves that sort of stardom in soaps nowadays. I mean, they still achieve stardom, but not not like that, and not with the press attention. Well, it's ratings, isn't it? Was. Because nowadays, if you don't get the ratings straight away, you're off air. Whereas mm. in the old days, they used to let it have time to bed in, like with Only Fools and Horses mm. and things like that. So it got a sort of fighting chance, you know, and and then look what happened to Only Fools and Horses. It ran for ages. So I think things have changed a lot. I mean, it's it's um, the turnover's quicker, the mo- and the money's important. Um, yeah. So you always in, liked music and singing, mm-hmm. and then you had a, a hit with the theme song, really from from EastEnders, which was "Anyone Can Fall in Love," and um, and you did fall in love, didn't you? During, I did during yes. that. Um, we did the the record with Simon May, knocked it out, I think, in two weeks. Um, he was lovely. 
And then I met Brian during the course of those, the, the latter two years before I left. And uh, the rest is history, as mm. I say. Yeah. Yes. Well, you took, you, you were with Brian for a long time before you got married, though, weren't we you? Were, we've been together overall 32 years and we've been married 18. It was a long engagement. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, he had to get divorced as well, first of all. So, right. Yeah. But it's interesting you talking about the singing because I really never, ever thought about singing. Ever. When I went to drama school, I wanted to be a serious actress. That's what I wanted to do. And um, I had no understanding of music at all because when I was a kid, you had to pay to have music lessons and we didn't have any money. So therefore, I didn't have any singing lessons or music at all. And when I was at drama school, somebody said to me, you, you do know that they're auditioning for some people that can have singing lessons. So I said, oh, all right then. So I went along. So I got a singing lesson. I think it was every, once a week or something like that, you know. So I kind of got a little understanding and started to sort of... And I like singing. My mum used to sing. And um, the first musical I got when I left drama school, the guy said to me, he said, Anita, are you happy with the key that song's in? And I said, yeah, why? It was the first thing I'd ever sung. It was a beautiful song, right? And he said, well, we could drop it just to semitone. What do you think? And I went, I had no clue what he was saying. So I said, um, okay. We'll try, shall we? So we did. And he said, how does that feel? I said, that feels great. He said, good. He said, you can always ask. He said, anything you want, just ask me. I said, really? I thought if you could sing it, then you got the job. And if you couldn't, then that was the end of it. There's no asking, like, can it go up? Yeah, can it yeah. go down? You know. So I knew nothing. And Brian, of course, is like a, a maestro for mm. music. So he's ended up with me. He's like a, a bit of a but deep brain. <laughs> have you learned from him, though? No, not at no, all. No, no. <laughs> no, because I've been too busy. Okay. And it's too late to suddenly learn how to write music and play. I have no understanding of musical instruments at all. But I do love music, so I have to learn by ear. Right. But obviously you're going to be singing now in Annie. Yeah, I wouldn't call it big... singing, but no, yes. No, OK. Yeah. Well, you'll be, there'll be music yeah, yeah, playing yeah, yeah, yeah. and you'll be doing a big yeah. number. Um, so what, what made you want to do the role of Miss Hannigan? Because it's one of those iconic roles you can't say no to. It's like somebody ringing you up and saying, do you want to play Queen Margaret, you know, in Richard III? What are you going to say? No, of course not. And this is the same. Because you've done, well, you've done, you've done Gertrude in Hamlet and yeah. you've done Mama Morton in Chicago. I mean, you've done a huge range yeah. of stuff, haven't you? There's, and and uh, what about working with the children? Have oh, we done I love that? it. I love are it you... lots. Work okay. with children lots, work with dogs a lot. And... I know there used to be this strange kind of myth in the business that you'd never work with children and animals. I couldn't think of anything more opposite. They are the best to work with. They tell you the absolute truth. If you're funny, they'll laugh. If you're not, they'll just look at you blankly. And, and animals respond fantastically. I mean, the dog in EastEnders, Roly, mm. was wonderful. You know, you say action, he was there. You'd say cut, down he'd sit and he's here to go down and he'd wait until he called action again. He was brilliant. And the dog in this is wonderful. And the children are, well, all I can say is it fills my heart with joy every day to just be surrounded by them all. It's wonderful. Oh, We're very lovely. lucky. Yeah. yeah. Those, of course, are dogs that are trained, unlike yeah. some of our dogs that perhaps wouldn't respond in quite the same way. Yeah, and this dog's done this show before, I know. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Knows the lines I'm already like then. Dog, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's a tour. You're yeah. off on tour. How do you cope with being away from home? Are you good at that? Well, I haven't done a tour for quite a long time. Right. And it was only because I thought, you can't look back in your career and think, really? Did I turn down playing Miss Hannigan? I don't think so. So 
that was the reason I said yes. But touring is not, no, it's nobody. I don't think it's most people's favourite. When you're young, it's wonderful. No responsibilities. You just want to go out there, have fun, meet lots of young people, you know. As you get older, you've got a home, you've got kids, you've got pets, you've got, you know, responsibilities. So, of course, you don't want to be away in too long. And also, you've got a house that you've taken years to get the way you want. You want to be in it. Mm-hmm. So it is hard being away, yeah. But sometimes you just have to do it if the part's right. And what do you do when when you're... Well, you, yeah, you haven't done it for a while, but have you got any plans of how you're going to fill those days? Because I know that can be difficult. You're sort of in a strange town and you're not doing anything till the evening. and Sleeping. Sleeping. Are you, good, are you a good yeah. sleeper? Well, I think with a show like this, if you give any show, if you do anything 100%, you need to rest. You can't go out, not at my age anyway, you can't go out having a good time of a night. It's just not on. So I will be resting. Right. Yeah, Reading? Do you read? Yeah, I might do a bit of reading, you know. I've got loads of stuff I need to catch up on, you know. I'm, yeah, lots of things that I need to do and think about for after Annie, you know, for the rest of the year. So I've got loads I can do. So you'll keep. be busy, busy, yeah. busy. Yeah. Do you like to sort of do things to keep yourself healthy? I'm the lazy. There's a song written by Cole Porter, which I use a lot for auditioning. It's called "The Laziest Girl in Town." It couldn't be more apt for me. <laughs> I never so you go won't to be the, down gym. the gym. No, no. okay, no. right, won't be doing that. Won't be doing that. No, no. Uh, but I am that. active. I mean, I'm very. Um, we've got a lot of steps in our house, and I'm sort of up and down the whole time, always out doing things, shopping. I do everything myself. You know, I like to do things myself. So yeah, I'm, I'm, and I love our warm ups in in work, you know, and the and the physical ones and the vocal ones. So yeah, I'm up for it. I'm really up for it. And there's eight shows a week. So really, if you arrive on a Monday and you're leaving on a Saturday and you've got two matinees a week, there's not that many days where you're going to be hanging around. So no. I'm going to take the time to. Also, I know a lady in Manchester who does Reiki, Tanya, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to take advantage of seeing her. Because that's where you start, isn't it, I think? Yes. You start in Manchester, don't yeah. you? Now, I've got, we've got to talk just touching on the film Bohemian Rhapsody, which yes. is obviously being up for all, all these awards now. What, what was it like watching Brian being played by Gwilym Lee? How was, how was I it? I think Gwil was wonderful playing Brian. He got all his mannerisms and he does have a, he does have a look like Brian. He's tall, dark hair, he's got that sort of aquiline nose, he's very thoughtful, you know, he's clever. Um, so I think it was brilliant casting, but he, he got him down to a T. And they're great friends. I mean, oh, are they? Bri really loves him, yeah. And uh, I went onto the set um, quite early on in filming, and Gwil was standing dressed as Brian, next to Brian as Brian. And it was like, whoa, before and after. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Well, that's it's exciting. You'll be going off to all these award ceremonies, presumably. Well, some, of course, I won't be able to go to because you'll be of on working. Tour. I will yeah. get to the BAFTAs because it's okay. on a Sunday and there's a possibility I may get to the Oscars. That would be exciting. You know what? The, will you get a goodie bag, do you think? I have no Oscars idea. Oscars are famous for their goodie really? bags. Really? Is oh. that all you're thinking about, the goodie bag? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love yes. it. Yes, and the BAFTAs, actually, but the Oscars are something else. I mean, I think they, they're literally worth thousands of dollars oh my god bags. really yes they Good give god. you all the, the like you know iphones and sunglasses and shoes and jewelry wow. and uh, all sorts jewelry. of stuff they give you everything don't you love though the fact that richard e grant who is yes. 61 nearly 62 and has never been nominated for anything has been nominated for i know an and Oscar. he's so pleased about he's it so happy. and he's not he's not being all cool about it he's like yes i know it's I've been nominated it's a great I'm film so have you seen it, it? no not yet it? No. Oh, it's really good um the other one i'm thrilled about is olivia coleman oh I she's gorgeous i've worked with her olivia. she's divine yeah. 
Um, you were talking about uh, looking ahead and what might happen after Annie. So have you got plans after Annie? I've got some offers have come in, so I need to really think about those, really. I'm not quite sure. I can't really think about what I want to do next. I'm just completely suffused with Annie, you know, mm. the songs, the people the story, the fact that we're touring. I mean, I'm just, I'm loving it at the moment. So I don't really want to think about Mm. anything else. But there are, at some point, some decisions I will have to make, yeah. But um, that's all nice, you know, that people are asking for you. Well, you can pick and choose, can't you? Yeah. Do what you want now. Yeah, I can not work if I want to. Exactly, yes. Yes, you can sit at home and sleep. Yeah, or, yeah. Are there any rules that, is there a role that you haven't done yet that you would really love to do? I've never really been the sort of actress that's always thought, I'd like to do my version of, you know, but um, if I could leave something behind, you know, the film Rebecca, Mm. Mrs. Danvers, everybody knows Mrs. Danvers in Rebecca. I mean, it's one of those kind of parts that you just, yes, you know, that woman. I'd love to do something like that. A really nice little part in a film that will live on. Well, it's probably time for a remake. When did they last? No, no, no. Something new. A new story. <gasps> oh, I see. Not... Want, yeah, it doesn't have to be Rebecca, but oh. something like that. The equivalent okay, of that. A okay. part where people, you know, you said, have you ever seen Rebecca, Lawrence Oliviedo? And people go, oh, yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Danvers. Danvers. Yeah. yeah. So you want to sort of a, yeah, a role yeah. like that that you leave yeah. behind. You that you go, kind of make your impression. Everybody remembers yeah. it. Everybody knows it. Is there a, a musical? Or, I mean, you say you, you like you like singing. Have you? Is there a sort of song that you've always thought, gosh, I wish I could have a chance to sing that one? No, not really. No, not really. No. no. I've, I've never considered myself a singer or a dancer. I mean, I never trained as a dancer. And as I say, singing lessons were something that mm. really weren't available until incredibly late in life. Um I have the kind of energy and personality that suits musicals. I mean, I'm that kind of person that, you know, that, that gives out a lot of adrenaline. So I think that's why it's happened. And I, I learn quick and I like moving. Um, but uh, it, it's usually, no, there's no, I, I don't kind of hanker after things. Offers come in and if the script's great and if the part's wonderful or it's something exciting that I hadn't thought of, great, I'll do it. If not, I'll just say mm. no. That's the only way I work now. I mean, when you're younger, you think, oh, God, I'd love to play that. The only part I did think, I remember I saw Wicked when it first opened many, many years ago. Well, it's 11 years now, isn't it? And, um, and I remember thinking, oh, my God, that's so me in my head, you know. And I remember I turned around to Brian and he said, that's the sort of thing you do. Why aren't you still be doing something like that? So when they asked me to do the 10-year anniversary I jumped at the charts because I thought, I have to tick that, that bucket yeah. list. It's on the bucket list. I have to tick that box. It's great when those things come mm. along, isn't it? It's great if you see something and, and watch it and think, I'd love to do yeah. that. And then the chance does come up and you go, yeah, Yeah, perfect. and I loved it. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. It was lovely to be... It was very different to anything I'd done because obviously an American show, so it's all done nowadays by numbers, although we, we have numbers too in our show in Annie. Um, so I was, I was okay with that because I'd done it before in Wicked. Yep. <laughs> but um, I never land on the right number. I'm terrible. Right. I mean, one of those actresses <laughs> that just likes to live it. When you're living it, of course, you're not kind of watching where the numbers are. So I was constantly being told in Wicked, you know, are you on six, Anita? Yeah. 
No, sorry. But presumably no. there's a little bit more flexibility for Miss Hannigan, isn't there, for you For Miss Hannigan there is yeah. a little, but not yeah. in the dancing. No, you have to right. because your spacing has to be But yes, yeah. as, a, as an actress, you've got much... I think that's probably why, because um, I've never trained, so I don't have that kind of... that way of thinking. I'm not trained that way. My way is you live it. You, want, you, want, you inhabit the character mm. and you let her take over. You know? mm. And bring to it whatever yes. what you want yeah. to bring to it. And keep it fluid. the person brought to it before. Yeah. Um, well, let me, uh, uh, Manchester, 2nd of February. Mm. That's when you start. You're going all around the country. Then Craig Revel Horwood takes over from you. Because <laughs> obviously that's a... That's a, that's can obvious, see that, isn't it? That's yeah, obvious. Right, you know, yeah. I need to go up Dobson can't do it. We'll have Get Craig in. But he's done it before. Yes, of he course. has. And so strangely enough, this. we both did Wicked Stepmother in our various pantomimes at Christmas. So we're kind of following each You're other. You're becoming around. a double act. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're morphing <laughs> yeah. into each yeah, other. Yeah. How funny. Um, anyway, it's going all over the country. So there's somewhere, somewhere near. All our listeners who will be able to, well, to find out where them, it is. Of course, it's and, a year um, tour, so the others will be doing a, place, a lot of yeah. places. Is there any way you're particularly looking forward to going to? Have you looked at the list? Anita? Of course, I know it back. Okay. Um, I don't know, really. I mean, I've never been to Chester. I've been to, to I've played Manchester and Wolverhampton before, uh, the last time I did a big tour. And I've just done Hull, so I've been there. I love Glasgow. I've played Newcastle. Um, where else? Bristol, I've played Bristol. So a lot of the places I've been before, Oxford, been there, uh, but never never played Chester. So that's that's the only one, I think, on the list that I've actually never played. I never think Chester's to. meant... I've never been to Chester, but I think it's meant to be... It's a really historic town, Chester. Apparently it's beautiful because my best friend's yeah. coming up there I think to it, see I me I think there. that will be really nice. Yeah, I so can't that. believe you actually do know all the places I you're do. playing. That's very yeah. efficient of you. Well, good luck with Thank it. Thank you. Thank um, you so I much. Can't, I, well, I won't probably see it because it's... You'll be here. Up there and I'll be <laughs> down here. But all the very best um, for so it. Much, and yeah. I know you'll make a wonderful Miss Hannigan. Well, I shall do my best. And thank you very much for coming and talking Thank you. To and us. thank you for my cake. You, you can finish your cake now. <laughs> that was Anita Dobson. And if you enjoyed that podcast and you'd like to hear more, well, we have podcasts every week for the new season do feel free to rate the podcast. Do feel free to subscribe to the podcast so that you get it regularly. Um, I don't know, review it. Tell us that you liked it. We'd love to hear from you.